you know, if you're one of those people that's not comfortable with technology, you don't get comfortable without working with it. Dive in feet first and great things, great things will happen. Hi everyone, I'm Yannicka Ritchie and this is Bricks to Bytes, where we talk about the sometimes messy realities of taking on modern technologies and daring to go digital. Today on the podcast, I'm speaking with Eric Bencina, Head of Data and IT at Communitech. In case Communitech is new to you, it's an organization founded in 1997 by a group of entrepreneurs who came together to support each other, to build successful companies, and to help ensure the future prosperity of Canada. It's located in the Waterloo region in Ontario, and Communitech continues to support the entire community of tech to help companies start, grow, and succeed. In the spirit of full transparency, I have been a member of Communitech since about 2015. You'll notice that Eric is a little different than some of my other guests. He's a super techie. Before joining Communitech, he was at Cineplex Digital Media and OpenText. He combines his extensive expertise in technology with some awesome business skills. So we talk a little about the challenges of going digital. After all, Eric is responsible for the infrastructure to make that happen for Communitech employees, their partners and members. It's a broad group of people with a broad range of tech skills and comfort levels. But we also talk about the importance of place and the challenge of relying on digital tools to build connection and a collaborative environment for innovation, because that is a big part of what Communitech is all about. Before we get to my conversation with Eric, let me remind you that I'll be hosting the very first Bricks to Bytes live event on Thursday, November the 5th at 7 p.m. Toronto time. That's Eastern Standard. It's going to be a small interactive event, a kind of a pre-Christmas gift, if you like, the gift of building richer connections over distance. In Ontario, as with many parts of the world, COVID numbers are rising rapidly and we're experiencing a second wave. Social gatherings are being discouraged and this has me thinking about how important it is to stay connected with family and friends over the holidays and throughout our long cold winter. If you're thinking about this too, go to orangegate.ca for more information and to sign up. We won't just be talking about building connection, we'll be sharing actionable strategies for using tech to connect. And now, here's Eric. Communitech was founded on the dream and the crazy idea that uh, a couple senior leaders within the community could get together and help companies grow. Within the Waterloo region, but we also work beyond the borders in Waterloo region as well through a mandate through our Canadian digital media network. Whether you're a startup and one person or a scale up and have 50 people, it's about breaking down those barriers to growth, capital, talent, uh, development of solutions, marketing. And, you know, over the 25 years, uh, we have a track record and a data-driven track record that the companies that work with us uh, do grow at a faster rate uh, than their peers um, in the rest of Canada. So it's been a very successful model um, since 1997. And very, very changing too. Can you talk a little bit about pre-March the 1st, 2020? Yeah, you, you know, and, and that's an interesting thing, you know, when you say pre-March 1st, um, and I'll touch on that in terms of how it's changed and what hasn't changed. 
So we have communitechers, people who are communitech employees. And then we have this vast network of, of growth coaches, people who are, you know, have either founded their own companies, serial entrepreneurs, people who have specific functional expertise. And they're the type of people that ultimately are called on when our membership has specific problems working with the companies to identify their issues and working with them to get through those challenges. Um, other things may be programs such as Fierce Founders, a boot camp and a series of, of, of learning experiences and educational experiences. On the capital side, uh, we do a lot of work uh, preparing people and their companies for raising capital and making those introductions to investors and then, you know, really on the physical level too, we offer space. Uh, so we have our two locations, we have our data hub, giving people access to technology that they wouldn't normally be able to get access to. And then at our uh, main hub down in uh, Kitchener at the old tannery, it's a clubhouse, so to speak. Innovation is about place, not necessarily physicality, but it's about place and like-minded individuals. You know, historically it's always been about this physical space. It's about being, you know, right with someone, right with like-minded individuals, I should say. As COVID has, has evolved, what we've seen is that it still matters, and more than ever, from an innovation point of view. For all the reasons why place mattered before, like physical space mattered, it's really been hard to reproduce that within an environment of video. It's been really hard to reproduce that in an environment of having a phone call. I don't think the collaborative tools and the technology has necessarily evolved quickly enough to the point where physical space doesn't still matter. The companies are realizing that they had reasons for wanting to put their people with like-minded individuals so they could innovate and so they could collaborate. And that's more important now than ever especially as companies, a lot of companies are going virtual. You know, you have the open texts of the world uh, shutting down half their offices. Shopify is going heavily virtual. You, you know, the list goes on and on. Do you remember when you heard everything was shutting down? Yeah, yeah, I do. How was that for you? Well, it was... I probably underestimated the effort that it would take from at least my perspective, my lane being to enable our people and our members to do their work through technology and data. You know, one of the things that I, I think really, really struck me, this, this element of, and this vast divide between technical literacy and non-technical literate people. I won't go as far as say illiterate, but it's a vast, vast divide. That was very, very challenging. You make these assumptions about what people know and what people are able to do. The massive aha moment for me is once we got into a virtualized world, how much people struggled with that pivot not being able to walk up to someone and just ask a quick question to initiate a conversation, those collisions, those random collisions that happen every day. And then when they're gone, you forget, 
what they meant and what you were able to uh, learn from that and the context you got from that. All of a sudden that aspect of, of space was just taken away almost instantly. The technology aspect of how do you try to fill that gap? Um, how do you educate people on what tools to use and help them change? That was a massive lift. And I say was, I should say it still is a massive lift, but it took time. It took time for people to get used to that aspect and, and changes in behaviors, being much more purposeful with how you interact and how you do things. How did we take a world-class in-person program and make it world-class in a virtual world? I do remember. I, I, I remember very well. <laughs> yeah, lots, lots has changed. Hi, it's Janneke. If you're enjoying this discussion with Eric, let me invite you to listen to episode two of Bricks to Bytes with Cam Couch. Cam takes on some of the same challenges around collaboration and innovation when you can't do that in a physical, in-person, interactive way from the perspective of a startup. You can find episode two on the podcast page at orangegate.ca or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's get back to Eric's story. You have your own team, you have advisors, you have people who are members. I mean, you have a broad range. Can you talk a little bit about where you saw some challenges, where people were really stumbling? Or you can talk about where it went awesome, maybe both. Well, I, I, can, I can talk about both. You know, our focus historically has always been on tech-driven companies. So you kind of have this weird paradigm because the companies you're working with and the founders of those companies and their employees are usually actually very quite technical. We have some very technical people. We have people who have founded software companies, but then you have other people that are really functionally focused on a certain part of the business. And even though they work for Communitech, they don't necessarily know their way around, you know, the tools. They never use Zoom before. They never use Google Hangouts. They never used any of that. And then the other piece that came up, which was a really big challenge was people really manifesting like what their business requirements are into what they needed out of the technology. You, you start to become much more integrated. And so in the past, whether you, you would have people doing a lot of work where they were kind of do what I would call like end to end kind of soup to nuts. And I'm talking about this internally as community tech as a program. And then all of a sudden it became how do I do that in a digital world? A real positive that came about this. And it wasn't, it wasn't easy. And I think we're still learning as a company is to understand that the world is becoming, has always become more and more integrated, much more fluid. And of course it's moves at the speed of speed of light. When you look at the pieces that go into delivering anything, you realize that it, it takes a lot to do that and it, to do it well, and especially to do it really well world-class. And so it elevated a lot of people to say, hey, I have to spend a lot of time on this. I gotta, I have to, I don't no longer have the opportunity to work a room, to present, to do how I do it normally. I need to take into account what tech I'm gonna do use to, to facilitate how I'm going to manage a group, how I'm going to engage with the group, what modality am I using? 
when I'm training, um, those types of things. And that to me was one of the biggest learnings um, and positives because what you got was you got a massive cross section and you started to break down silos. You really had to have everybody at the table to go, here's how it needs to all fit together to be able to do what we, what we do. To me, that is probably the biggest win of all that it, it forced us to collaborate in a different way, but also have everybody bring the best practice on how they do things to the table. Did everybody come together on a, on a Zoom call to say, guys, how are we going to do this? And how'd that go? Actually, there's an interesting story around that. So we're a Google shop. We use G Suite. And again, you know, as people learning how to use those tools to begin with, and even just, you know, you, you look at it and, and for some people, you know, they didn't have the hardware, they didn't have the internet. And I mean, that kind of goes back to, well, they have the internet, but not the bandwidth they needed. Uh, you've, I've come to realize that a lot of people don't have a home office environment. They're sitting at the kitchen table. They realize their internet's inadequate. Their webcam is not very good. They don't have a mic, you know, all these things. But yeah, we came together and we would have daily meetings to set what the priorities were and then really drill down into what matters. When you do something over and over, over the years, and, and you're a functional expert, you don't look at things with a fresh set of eyes anymore. What came out of this is a view towards what actually matters? Like what matters in a good experience? What things do we want to continue to do? What do we want to stop doing? It forces a review of what you're doing and the value in doing it. When you talk about value, it forces an introspection on where that value comes from. How does it look today? What's working? What's not working? And I mean today pre-COVID. What elements of an experience matter most? And then how do we deliver that experience? What's been the hardest part so far? Easily it has been to transition in everything we've talked about, all the aspects, to transition to a virtual world as rapidly as possible. I've never been employed or worked for any business that says, okay, we got to pivot. We'll give you a couple months to pivot. How, how do you, how do you refuel a plane while it's in the air? Very delicately and difficult because the business still has to go on. Everybody wants it to happen yesterday. People need help. Now you're trying to pivot how a business functions, that being Communitech. And then you have businesses out there that are trying to pivot and they're relying on Communitech to help them pivot. It's a lot of pressure. If you can't pivot yourself, how are you going to help someone else pivot? That really was the hardest thing. It had to happen quickly and it had to happen while we were still running a business. The other side is personal. COVID is one of those instances where it's not just one thing. It's not just your job. It's your fear of your health, uh, fear of your financial stability, your family's health. And so when you put all those things together, that's the second piece of the puzzle where forget about the technology for a second. Let's talk about the human aspect of it and what people have to go through and are still going through. And I know this firsthand as well. My wife is a small business owner. 
are there silver linings? Are you seeing, for example, maybe that the transformation of some of the programs to going virtual has led to some new opportunities? Oh, for sure. You know, I mentioned at the outset that we do collaborate and have a reach beyond our community. Some programs that we've done could never have the reach because they weren't structured to have that reach. The world has shrunk even more. You know, people always say like the world is very connected and the world's smaller than what it used to be because of the travel and connectivity. Everything's kind of, you know, in your backyard now and you have that addressable market to do more and help more people. That's what being part of Communitech and being at Communitech is about. It's about helping people and their companies grow and realize their dreams. And then, you know, really just at a basic level, it's just great to see people learn how to use tools that they've never been, never used before. You, you talk to people and they're talking about what they learned at work and then they're like, oh yeah, but like I had a call with, you know, my relative and I never felt comfortable getting on Zoom or Skype with them. And now all of a sudden I am because I know I did it at work. Those are, those are the silver, those are the silver linings. I think there is a lot of opportunity. There's always opportunity. You just have to be willing to be comfortable being uncomfortable while everybody else is fearful. If you could talk to yourself of March the 1st, 2020, what advice would you give him? Never forget about simplicity. Never be afraid to go back to basics. I always have to remind myself of that. When you have a shock and you're in, you know, or feel like you're in survival mode, there's never anything that comes out of from being panicked. You never make any good decisions. Take a second or two or an hour or two and think about what does basics mean within the scope of what I'm doing. Back to basics, identifying what those basics are and mapping those to what the high impact activities are that you need to be doing right now with an eye towards, you know, what is that gonna mean as, we, as you go through the journey? You know, if you're one of those people that's not comfortable with technology, you don't get comfortable without working with it. Dive in feet first and great things, great things will happen. Such a powerful way to wrap up this conversation. Dive in, great things will happen. Absolutely. If you're looking for more inspiration to dive in, I invite you to check out some of our other episodes this season available wherever you get your podcasts or on our website at orangegate.ca. If you're diving in and want to share your experience, you have questions, or you want to join the Bricks to Bytes live event to learn what it takes to build richer connections with friends and family from a distance, also please visit orangegate.ca. I'm Yannicka Ritchie. Thanks for listening. And yeah, dive into tech.